Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge, and today I am joined by a awesome guy, a great friend of mine, a beast in business, Mr. Sherrod. Sherrod is the owner of RE Simply, Resimply, and I'm really excited to have Sherrod on the show today. Guys and girls, before we jump in and get started here, I want to mention that it's been a long time since I've done some of these podcasts. The last episode I published, I believe, was back in December of 2022, and today's date is September, I'm sorry, December of 2022. Today's date is September 20th of 2023, so it's been about 10 months, almost 11 months since we've done a podcast, and I'm just excited to get back into podcasting. Um providing value to you all, my my audience, my listeners. And it also gives me the opportunity to connect with really good friends like Mr. Sherrod here. So thanks for being um, a valued listener. And we all are going to be doing this more consistently moving forward. This is just uh, my way of getting it going again here, folks. So thanks for being here, Sherrod. What's up, man? How are you? Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, super excited to be here. Yeah, just moved here. Couple of, I mean, I I did a uh, move from Canada back to Carlsbad, California, two months ago. It'll actually be exactly two months tomorrow. So just getting settled in to you know new life, kids, and everything. But yeah, it's been good so far. I'm uh, still excited to connect with you, man. We haven't talked in like I think two or three months. Yeah, it's been a couple months, man. Yeah. And it, so for all those people out here that don't know Sharad, Sharad, fill us in real quick. Give us a quick bio, and then we yeah. have some other topics here, man. Yeah, so I am the owner and founder of Recently. Active real estate investor. I invest in Northwest Indiana market. So for anyone who's not familiar, this is right outside of Chicago. I used to live in downtown Chicago. That's why I picked the Northwest Indiana market. Uh, it's practically 30 to 45 minutes outside of um, Chicago. I have, I do about, now I do about 20, 25 flips a year. I've done about over 700, 750 deals since I bought my first property back in August 2010 uh, to today, I've done over seven, 750 deals, but now I do about 20, 25 deals a year. I own a property management company and I own about 50 rental units of my own. Man, that is phenomenal. Shrad, thank you so much for filling everybody in. Um, I know that you, so you mentioned here in that bio that you started out in Chicago, living there and then investing in, in Northwest Indiana. Uh, then I know you had moved to California. Right. And you could move to Canada, and now you're back yeah. to California. Did I miss any stops along the way? No, you did not. You got. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I started out with, I went to school in New York, so that's the only one. Yeah, okay. I went to school in New York, moved to Chicago for my job, then moved to California, then Canada, then back to California. Yeah. Man, oh man, that's awesome. How did you, how long were you in Canada for? I was, I'm guessing maybe two years, three? Tiny. Three short years, man. Yeah. Three short years. Did you love it? Three short. I mean, what, what? I loved it up there. I think it's the the weather that kind of my wife couldn't deal with. Uh, the weather, yeah. The weather, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the main thing. 
I, I, totally, I totally get that, man. Totally yeah. get that. Yeah, you guys have, it's, you know, San Diego, you can't really beat the weather. It's some of the best you weather cannot. in the world. Yeah, it's been amazing. I've been playing a lot of pickleball here since I moved. So, yeah, I've been getting a lot of vitamin E. Dude, that is phenomenal. I love hearing yeah. that. That is so cool, man. Yeah. Tony Tony Javier lives in San Diego. Yeah, I actually, I actually bumped into him the other day. Yeah, the I was going to say, and he's a huge yeah. pickleballer. Dude, he beat my ass. Yeah. Really yeah. I like to he's refer really to good. it as pickleballers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's, he's really good. Yeah, yeah that's but, awesome, man. That's so cool. So that's so cool. Yeah. So back in San Diego for about two months, is that right? Two or take? For two months. Yeah, exactly. Two months. Oh. Nice, man. Yeah. Nice. And uh, cool. Well, guys, today's topic, obviously, I love just connecting with friends and beasts in the business. And Sherrod checks both those boxes here. He's one of my favorite humans, just a really, really great, genuine guy down to earth, has a heart of gold. And again, I'm just I'm really grateful to have the opportunity just to just just to get to chat with Sherrod for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. But we want to provide some value to you all, too, as well. So the topic for today's episode is really just going to be, you know, the state of the economy what Sherrod and I have both been seeing in, in the different markets that we're in, you know, how things have really changed since COVID. And I mean, man, COVID's been over for, is it two years now? Has it been that long? I don't know. If you live in California, you don't know if it's old or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go, man. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, so with that being I, said, I, I mean, or go ahead, please. Yeah. No, I was supposed to say, I think I would, I'd say like, it's still this year and, that we noticed like the biggest shift like in terms of slowdown. Um, I think of course, like interest rate given where they are right now is like the biggest factor right now. There's still people out there looking to buy houses, but there's no inventory. Like you look at interest rate is, you know, as of right now, it's over like 7% on a 30 year fix. And uh, it's, it's high. And, you know, I have friends that bought their houses like in last three, five years, and they have a 30-year fixed mortgage of less than 3%, right? Less than 4%. And they want to move, but they don't want to lose that 3 4% mortgage. Because you go from 3 4% to like double that, you know, the for the same mortgage that you were paying on, let's say, a $100,000 house, you can only buy $60,000 house. And prices have only gone up. So, you don't so, get, so you're saying that that people have, because we've gone from about, and I'm looking at prime right now and I'll share my screen with you just cause it'll help me and you chat about it. If you're listening to this, you won't be able to see it, but no big deal. But back in, this is prime basically historical prime right. rates. And for those that aren't aware, prime is the, the interest rate that the bank gives to its very best customers. Typically, um, if you're doing commercial loans, you're typically going to pay prime plus 1%, one percent, one and a half percent. You know, maybe even a little less, but you know, you're typically going to pay a little bit above prime. Uh, but you know, the low from what I'm seeing here in the last, uh, you know, three or four years was in March of 2020, and yeah. it was at three and a quarter. And that was as of July of this year. So what's that about? It one two about little over yeah, three years. Yeah. We've gone from three and a quarter to eight and a half percent. Right, that's more than double, man. Yeah, so if you look at now, if you just factor in the interest, you know, the mortgage payment, that's like crazy. It's more than double. I mean, that's not the interest rate, but you know, when you it's like, you know, it, it's uh, in relation to that. But when you look at like the literally the interest rates have doubled in last three years, I think that's been the 
biggest challenge that homeowners don't want to sell and lose that low interest rate. I think if it's, I, I was reading uh, somebody the other day, like the tipping point is five and a half percent for most homeowners. So if it hits that five and a half, five to five and a half percent, that's when people are really willing to just say, all right, I'm comfortable with five to five and a half percent. And I say it to go ahead, but it's like seven and a half percent right now. That, that freaks people out. Like I bought my house where we live in California in April, we got 5.875% and it was seven year arms, 30 year amortization. If I were buying right now at seven, seven and a half, I don't know. I would seriously consider it. I would be like, you know what? Let's just rent out for another year or two. Let's just see where the market is going. I think for me, the trigger was like 6%. If I was able to get below 6%, I was like, okay, I'm comfortable. But like 7%, 7.5%, that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. It is. It's high. It is super high, man. It is super high. And then the challenge for that is, David, when you look at it, Let's say that you, you lock in at 7%, right? And the interest rate goes down to, let's say, 6.75. You don't know if you should refinance now or just wait. If you refinance, you know, it takes you like five to seven years to break even. And then you do that and you're like, okay, wait a minute. You know, I refinanced just six months ago at 6.75. Now it's back to 6.5. So I think there's a lot of uncertainty. People expect, they anticipate the interest rate will come down. But because it's so high right now, people are like, you know what? I'm comfortable just sitting this crazy market out and just see where the interest rate are going to land in maybe 12 months to 18 months. And that's what I would have done if it were if my mortgage payment was going to be at 7%. I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to be, for me, it was the 6%. But the survey that I read, for most people, it's 5, 5.5%. And we're starting to notice that on our, so we do a lot of turnkey property. So for anybody who's not familiar, you know, we, we buy a fixer upper, we rehab it, but instead of selling it to a homeowner, we sell it to an investor. Uh-huh. And now we're noticing investors also like kind of backing up, you know, just taking a pod and saying, you know what, we're just going to sit this one out because it's 7% interest rate, 7.5%. Like we just sold a property uh, last Friday. Uh, it's a two units, a really good cash flowing property, but the investor bought their property his interest rate was almost 8%. I think it was like 7.5 or 7.875, something in that range. So when you look at it, you know, your, the properties that you're selling, it has to be really, really good cash flowing properties for us as turnkey. So we have a single family house six months ago or a year ago, we would have like people lining up for that house. And now my project manager told me that the investors that we're reaching out to and they're saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to set this one out. But if you have a multi-unit, like two to four units, I would be interested in that because they feel a little bit more comfortable buying multi-unit property versus buying a single family and a tenant moves out, then you have like- Yeah, and then you have 100% vacancy versus- Exactly, yeah. Exactly, versus like 50% if just, you know, two unit, one tenant moves out. So I think that's what what we're noticing. Like even when you look at it, David, like if you were in the market or I were in the market and you were looking to buy a property for yourself, you know, whether it's primary residence or- a rental property, like six and a half, seven, seven and a half percent, that would make you a bit uncomfortable. That's really Yeah, so I'm a, I'm an idiot in terms of not keeping an eye on my own mortgage shroud. And I had a um I had a commercial loan, well, kind of a commercial loan. It was I guess it was an arm. 
Uh, it was amortized over 30 years, but it was a fixed rate for five. And then it started adjusting year over year. And this is about 15 months ago. And my rate was four and a half. And the most that it could adjust each year was, I believe, one or one and a half percent. Um, and I ended up just refinancing at six and a quarter. And that's a fixed rate for 30 years. Um, knowing that, you know, if it goes down below, I can obviously refinance again. There is that break-even period that you had mentioned. Uh, but now we're above that by at least one, one and a half percent. So I'm actually kind of glad I did that back right. when I did. You know, that was probably about a year, you know, 15 months ago, give or take. And I'm not thrilled with a six and a quarter percent rate on my own primary residence, but it's better than the seven and a half that we would yeah. in exactly. today. And you know, it's crazy exactly. because that seven and a half is primary residence. Yeah. Right? If you yeah. are an investor, there's additional risk. Exactly. So some of the loans that I've gotten recently, not a ton, but I've gotten a few loans at 8% and I even have one, and then this is on investment properties at eight and a half percent. It still works. I still bought it low enough. And it still cash flows. Uh, yeah, they you know two years ago, that's the property. Two years ago, we were in the fives, and three years ago, we were in the low fours and high threes. Exactly, it's just amazing. And it's it's different for investment property, right? For investment property, you can you know you can say, all right, if I'm paying eight percent, this is what my mortgage. Then I need the price to be adjusted to make the numbers make sense, right? But when you look at like the primary, I mean, the bulk of the market, the majority of the houses selling, buying, you know, people buying and selling are people that are buying their primary residence, right? And those are, that's that's the demographic that feels really uncomfortable, you know, locking in interest rate of seven and a half, eight percent. It it would freak me out, you know, like I'm paying, and just, they're also like, even if I could afford it, even if somebody could afford it, it just, the fact that no kidding, you know, a buddy of mine just bought their house three years ago. They're paying like three percent, and I'm paying almost three times that interest. Almost rate. three times. Almost three. Like, can you imagine? Like, almost three times. Like, I, I kid you not. My friend, he bought his house in LA, and he has thirty year fixed at two point five percent. Holy cow! Two point five percent. So I literally, if I were buying right now, I'd pay seven and a half percent. Like three times what? Three times. It's just three, three times. Three times interest. It's not three percent more. It's like no. It's three. Out. It's three times. How crazy is that? I think that is that is crazy. I got a line. I have a HELOC right now in my primary residence, and I use it sometimes. It's actually uh, utilized at the moment on a, a motel conversion that I'm doing, but I utilize it from time to time over the last you know five six years to to you know just do deals and you know not have to pay higher rates with private or hard money lenders. Um, Shroud, I've had a either a HELOC or a revolving line of credit. You know, basically those are a little different, but there's basically the same thing at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, for about six years now, maybe even seven years at this point. And, uh, my current rate is nine and a quarter. Yeah. Same here. Same nine and a quarter on my ELAC. Now I'm used to four and a half, maybe 5%. No yeah. big deal. It's going to be higher than, you know, your typical loan because there's a little bit more risk. It's a second mortgage and, you know, so on and so forth. But, uh, prime, as we mentioned back in July, they upped it to 8.5 and I don't believe that they've changed it since the 27th of July of 2023 but we're probably going to be looking at another raise sometime soon you you think maybe maybe not but either way because it's uh you know one of these things where they tack on another in this case 75 basis points on top of prime I'm paying nine and a quarter right now on several hundred thousand dollars that I have utilized 
HELOC, but what do you do? But here's the thing. At the end of the day, that's still cheaper than a private or a hard money lender. You know, most of my private lenders are 11 or 12% hard money. Same one, 14 to 18%. Okay. Right? So Same it. It's still cheaper, you know, but man, oh man, I never would have thought in my, in my wildest dreams three, four, five years ago, if I was to say, you know, hey, what do you think that this is going to get to at some point? You know, I would have maybe been like, I don't know, seven, seven and a half. Right. Oh, I never thought nine and a quarter. Maybe. Nine. Yeah. Oh. I, I have a line of credit on my rental properties. Exact same thing. Uh, pretty similar to you. Like I've had it for about six, seven years. It started at like four, five percent, if I remember. Mm-hmm. It, and it adjusts every year and it's gone up to like nine, nine and a half percent. I HELOC yeah. adjusts monthly. Oh, it does? Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not it, your typical revolving line like because I've yeah. had those two with rentals and those typically adjust yearly. Here's a pro tip for you: you can negotiate a two year term. Oh, interesting. So yeah, next time that they say, "Hey, you want to renew?" Say only if and only if I can get a two year term. Yeah. And um, and the cool part is, is if the rates go below that, then you can have them adjusted. But if they oh, interesting, you're locked yeah. in. But they now, not. I he lock on the other. I didn't know this until just recently. A he lock on the other hand. Is a whole different product altogether. When you're doing the revolving lines, every couple of years, they're typically going to want an appraisal. HELOCs are good for 10 years. And then at the end, if they're not zeroed out, they convert into like a 20-year loan. Really? It's a whole different product altogether. Now, you can't do a HELOC on an outside of a primary residence, though. It's got to be okay. the revolving lines that you're referring to. Yeah, definitely. But if you have equity okay, I didn't know that. primary yeah, residence. That's a good tip. Not that the that's interest rate's going to be any better. It's just... It, I know, but it's just more frequently. Yeah. But you get a long no, time I am. To, to pay it back. Yeah, no, that's good. You know, I mean, I had, I had a private money lender reach out to me the other day and he said, hey, I have about four or $500,000. Would you like to borrow? And this is the person that I borrowed money in the past, like eight, 9%, mm-hmm. you know, like a couple of points more than what I was paying at the bank. And uh, I said, how much would you want? He said, like 12%. I'm like, you know what? It just seems a little pricey right now. Uh, so I said, you know, I'm just, yeah, keep them in your back. I can, yeah, yeah, I can be in, yeah, but that, yeah, it's a lot, yeah, it, it, it's a lot man. It, it puts a little bit of pressure on you, you know, because in order to now support financially support that 12%, I have to find much better deals, but it's the opposite. Like the deals that we're finding, I'll, you know, slimmer margin, harder to sell, especially in our business, like turnkeys, getting a little bit tricky selling those turnkey properties. I'm like, and I, yeah, 12%, it just puts more pressure on the team to get to that number, you know, our holding costs and everything goes up. So, I mean, for me personally, I, the challenge, I mean, the, the biggest issue that I see with the market right now is interest rate. I, hence now, I'm like, there's a lot of people that want to move, but I mean, even within, you know, my, my friend circle, my family, I've talked to like a few people and like, yeah, we want to move, but you know, like I just feel so locked in with this low interest rate. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to barely only get... What would you say? 60% of the purchasing power that you had three years ago? Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's crazy. Like if you, if you're in a lower rate and you sell and then you don't have that rate and then you go buy something with that higher rate, you can only buy 60% of what you could three years ago. It's And also keep in mind in last three years, the house that you're getting now for 60,000, it wasn't worth 60,000 before. Like that's also gone up. Yeah, so you may have more equity, that. guys and yeah. girls, but just because you have more equity doesn't mean that you're going to be able to go get a great deal on the exactly. next purchase, right? Yep. So it's so the house that you're getting at sixty percent, it may have only been worth forty thousand or thirty thousand. It's doubled or gone up like you know forty, fifty, sixty percent. So your purchase 
power has significantly gone down if you're looking to like trade up uh, so i think that's 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 the challenge a lot of people feel like they're locked in right now it's just a higher interest rate because of that there's not enough inventory like there's just not enough inventory like you're looking at houses to buy like a couple of houses to choose from it's still you know if you if you're flipping houses if you're able to find a deal a decent deal and depending on the market that you're in you know i think for us, when we're selling a property, what we're looking at is, okay, even at seven and a half, eight percent mortgage interest rate, what is the mortgage payment on this house? You know, let's say if it's, I'm just making it up on a house, just a random house that's $2,000, right? If someone were buying this house and in, in our market, we can sell FHA, so let's sell a $200,000 house, someone is putting like $7,000 on that house. And in a lot of these cases, we're able to give them credit, so they're coming out of pocket with very little money. What would be the rent on this sell? If it's close to two thousand dollars, if it's like plus minus ten percent, and then you know with the credits that we can give an FHA loan, then there's some good demand for those houses. People still want to have, you know, still want to have the feeling of home ownership, but but they have to make you know it has to make financial sense. And at that one fifty to two fifty price point, at least in our market, it still makes sense. Still does. The I find it still does if we can find a deal. Because you know we're able to we're able to sell these properties to someone that can do an FHA loan, right? We're able to give them credit to make it like very very good deal for them, where it's actually cheaper for them to own a home than it is for them to rent the same property. Um, you know, because if they're renting the same property, they would have to have first month rent and last month rent four thousand dollars. But if you're doing FHA loan, in some cases, you know, you could give them a lot of credit, so they're really not coming out of pocket. Uh, even four thousand dollars, and then the mortgage payment would be less than the rent. So I think that's that's where you have to calculate, like look at plus minus ten percent or so. And if it makes sense, you know, if the numbers make sense, like those are the kind of properties we're buying in our market. It's like one fifty to two fifty price point. We just logged a bidding loan this week for hundred and seventeen thousand that we're gonna buy, and it's crazy, man. To like four or five years ago, we wouldn't have even paid like sixty thousand for this house. It just, it still feels so weird paying like double of what I would have paid for this house like four or five years ago. But I mean, but the resale value has also gone up. We'll launch it for 170, needs about 40, and we'll sell it to about 225. And it's it's a perfect house where if somebody was renting it, you know, versus what they would pay on the mortgage would be pretty similar. Those houses are still making a lot of financial sense, but the challenge is it's so much harder to find those houses. So, yeah, so, so yeah. speaking of that, that's just sure. rates are up, but inventory is down. It, yep. I mean, yeah. in, like coming across a really good deal, you know, it's it's not impossible by any means. Yeah. Shroud, I'm sure you find a couple a month. Yeah. I find a couple a month, you know, but, uh, you know, back back to when the interest rates were, lo, lo, you know, low fours, high threes, I feel like I could stumble across a couple deals a week. Yep. And now it's like, man, I'm really yeah. digging kind of hard to try to find some deals. Again, they are out there, folks. Don't let me discourage you with my naysayer talk here today. Deals are still out there. I'm still doing several deals each and every month, and I know Sherrod is too. Um, so they are out there. Uh, but that brings me to the next point here. So, you know, interest rates are up. Inventory is down. And I think we just we talked a little bit about why people are reluctant to sell and get rid of the lower rate that they have currently to then jump into a higher rate. I think that's a part of it. There's probably more to the equation there as well. I know a lot of builders aren't really 
you know, doing a ton of building right now because their costs are through the roof as well. Yeah. And they're getting squeezed and the risk is being increased because of all these squeezes. So you have a lot of different variables that are going into this. Um, but I do want to talk about a couple of topics here real quick. Number one, I want to talk about burr in this economy. If you're doing it, um, how that's working, I'm still doing burrs. Uh, but again, we'll get into that. Number two, I want to talk about some whole tailing opportunities because it seems to, that that this market has really had presented itself to to make sense to do more of that, at least for me. And then right. last but not least, I want to finish up talking about Ari Simply and how much I love it and some of the cool updates you guys have launched. So Burr, let's talk about Burr, man. Are you doing Burr still? Uh, I'm not, uh, just because of, you know, like my business model is like buying houses, either selling them to other investors or selling them to, you know, homeowners. So we're still focusing so, yeah, on that. So investors or so retail for the owner occupant or investors. Right. So you're Invest, make ready. Yeah. You're you're buying them distressed, fixing them. Exactly. And then selling it to one of those two people primarily. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But but I tell all the newer investors starting out, my wife wasn't on board with this because she didn't just like the idea. If if I had my choice, what I would do is I would buy a four unit. Just the bird method, I would buy a four unit fixer upper, live in one unit, get an FHA loan or whatever loan you qualify for, rent out the others, and then just do that. Like that's basically, that's what I would do uh, in my business, like start out with a primary residence. Or, um, I mean, when I started out with my rental properties, I did the bird method. I didn't know it was called the bird method, but I went out, paid cash for the properties, rehabbed them, rented them out, and then refinance them, took the money, and then just did the same process with a few other properties. I think there's still good opportunity for that, uh, but it just comes down to finding the right deal, right? You have to make your money at when you buy the property. When you buy. That's, That's that, right. when you buy. Like That's the whole model of this podcast, guys. Yeah. Discount property investor. We're making our money exactly. when we buy. Exactly. Yeah, that, that is so sell. relevant. Like yep. you have to buy property at discount. If not, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing like, you, you over... the only way to make money if you don't buy it at a discount is to factor in a lot of time. It's it. Yeah. It's oh, the only yeah. way it's yeah. the only way to do it. Yep, exactly. But then but then you look at like how much money are you making? You know, if you buy a hundred thousand dollar property now. And it goes up to like hundred and ten thousand dollars in ten years. You made ten thousand, but did you really make ten thousand? No, because when you go inflation? to sell it, you're gonna pay that yeah. ten grand to sell it. Exactly. And then you factor in the inflation, you could have made a lot more money. Like you can put your money in the bank right now and get six percent. Right? Isn't that wild? Your, isn't that yeah, think Just about cash. that's crazy? Just I know. Cash. Like you could make six thousand dollars on that hundred thousand dollars right now, not doing anything. Just put it in the bank and just sit back. You know, right, that, leads, you that, that leads me to a just another little subtopic here. Like um, these interest rates are really affecting the poor and the middle class more than they are the rich. Like the rich are, they're, they're actually kind of excited about these higher rates. Now, of course, if they're going to go buy a big house, a, a yacht, a plane, whatever it is that they want, they're going to be paying more in terms of if right. they're financing it. But if they have all this extra cash laying around, they don't even need to take the risk. Right. Uh, investing it in stocks or businesses or yeah. S&P or whatever, they may not make 12 or 15%, but they can make 6% risk-free. Exactly. Like if you're getting six, I mean, you can actually get, you can actually get the, the private money lender that I was telling you about. He asked me, hey, Sharad, you need money. And I said, no, because his bank was offering him, I think he said seven and a half percent, seven to seven and a half percent fixed CD on six month CD. Like imagine you can just put seven your and money. A half percent. That's seven crazy. and a half percent. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to, I mean, I, I agree if you have money, 
it's like absolutely risk-free money. Like you make six, 7% without taking any risk. And, you know, that's, that's shifting the appetite of everyone, right? I mean, if, if the investor that I'm buying from, if he's able to get six, 7% without taking any risk, he would at least want double of that. Double that to, to take yeah. risk, right? Yeah, to take risk. You know, even though I've been in that, he's been lending me money for like three, four years now. But then when you start factoring it, it starts trickling down, starts affecting you in every way. It now, does, if I'm borrowing money at 12%, I have to make sure that I'm able to financially support that 12%. But given where the market is right now, it's, it's so challenging to find those deals. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think like the biggest factor right now I see is like interest rate. Like once that starts coming down, like, you know, once it starts coming back to like six, six and a half percent, that's when people are going to start feeling a little bit more comfortable. Like, yeah, you know, I agree with that, with that, down. with that, you know, article you're referring to or that poll that, that was in that article. You know, I think, I think seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half even is just yeah. like people, it's shell shock. People are just like, oh it my is. goodness, this is crazy. You know, whenever I refinanced mine and, you know, 15 months ago at six and a quarter at the time, I'm like, this is crazy. I right. came from a 4.4, 4.5% to six and a quarter. And even that is like a 50% increase, right? Maybe not quite right. but close. And I'm like, holy cow, that's crazy. But like, that's a whole lot better than seven and a half or 8% now. Yeah. You exactly. know, so I guess it is all relative, but either it's way, all relative, rates yeah. are crazy, man. They're crazy. Yeah. So um, so I'm glad, you know, that you are, have found a, um, a disposition strategy that is working for you in terms of buying, fixing, selling to the, to the owner occupants as a primary residence or selling to an investor. An investor. Either way, it's essentially a turnkey sale, yep. um, exactly. for either party. We're doing some of that right now. Um, we're still doing some burrs. I say some, like maybe one or two at a time. However, we've pivoted a little bit on the exit of the burr, meaning we're, we're still doing the process of buying at a discount off market, uh, rehabbing the property, um, renting it out, and then refinancing. However, when it comes to the renting out part, we have pivoted into uh, doing more lease options, but we're doing it inside nice. of land trusts. So oh, nice. it gives us a little bit more protection um, yep. Yep. by doing it through the trust. Um, and we're getting the down payment, or I shouldn't even say down payment. It's an option fee. Option not fee. A deposit. Yep. We're getting that option fee. And it's basically helping us in a couple different ways. It's helping us maintain cash flow, right. even with higher rates, because we're no longer dealing with the day-to-day -day maintenance. Now, right. if you know, if the HVAC goes out or the roof starts leaking, you know, and it's over five hundred or seven hundred dollars, depending on the tenant you know, we'll come in and we'll work with them. We'll split it. Sometimes we'll even lend them the money and do the right. repairs, but they have to pay us back over time. So it's just, it's allowed us to be able to still continue to do burr, but we've had to make some pivots along the way to be able to maintain right. it. It's definitely more Absolutely. difficult. And the, the way to do it in this market, in this economy with these rates is just to buy better. It'll still yeah. work if you buy Absolutely. better, you know, yeah. but if, yeah, if but inventory is making that hard too. Exactly. Like no, no strategy is going to work if you've overpaid for, a if you've overpaid, like, yeah, you, you like if you've overpaid, there's, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. I Great mean, point. then you just have to, you know, either wait for time or just figure out some other way how you can add value. Like yep. you're adding value before you buy the property by buying it at discount prop. You know, like you said, it, the whole, you know, your motto is like discount properties. Uh, so you buy that discount upfront. That's where you've added value. 
But once you've yep. overpaid, then you're just in a really tough situation. Like you, you really, really have to dig deep to figure out how do I add value. Yep. Fighting you got to get them low, guys. Yep. You got to buy discount properties. If you're not, yep. you're exactly. you're just, you're taking on too, too much risk or more risk you than you need to be taking on. So, yep. all right, next topic, wholetailing. I have always thought wholetailing was such a great strategy. Um, however, I haven't been really utilizing wholetailing that much up until about the last five, six months, seven months, maybe yeah. give or take. Called six, right? Pretty recent. Um, and the reason is that I hadn't done it in the past is typically whenever we're out and we're finding really discounted properties like Sherrod and I are, are referring to and talking about here, they typically need a lot of work, right? Can yeah. you buy a property at a discount that doesn't need any work? Yes, you can. It's just, it's much more difficult to find those, right? Um, over the last couple of months, Sherrod, we have been buying properties at discounts that, that, and here's the thing, when you're doing wholetailing, you still need, I guess there's lots of ways to do it, of course, but the way I look at it is it's much easier to do to do a flip on a property in terms of a whole tail when the property is still functional, right? right? So some of the things that we're doing right now is is if we buy a house that we would normally fix up and then sell, um, but the kitchen's there. Yeah, it might be super dated. The water heater works. The HVAC works. The roof doesn't leak. Yeah, all these things may be dated, but they're functional. They don't leak. They work. Same with the bathrooms, right? What we've decided to do over the last couple months, call it six months, is just throw them up on the MLS and just kind of yeah. see what happens before we yep. jump in and spend 30, 40, 50,000 rehabbing them. And what I've noticed because, and I, this is not so much of interest rates, that's not, not really eligible in this conversation. It, it has an effect, of course, but I'm really referring to just the fact that inventory is so low that what we've seen is we're making, this is kind of cool, Shrad. We're making about as much money on our wholetails right now right. as we are on the full-blown fix and flips, wow. like $40,000, $50,000. And all we're typically doing, I've got two of them right now that are going to be closing in the next two, well, one of them next week, one the week after. One of them is going to be $53,000 in profit. One of them is going to be about forty-three, forty-four thousand $44,000 in profit. And we didn't fix these properties. We bought them at a discount. Now, here's what we are doing. We're cleaning them out and we're cleaning yep. them up. Just make them, yeah, make them move in. That's ready. it. It doesn't yep. have to be fancy. Yeah, that's I it. Agree. So think... basically like three grand, four grand. Now we are starting the process to do the occupancy on both of them. But again, they're both very functional. So, you know, we may have another thousand or two to get yep. the occupancy to be passed on these particular properties, but we're selling them on the MLS as is with seller to do no repairs outside of getting it occupancy ready. That's the thing. It's very difficult to do a whole tail. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe let me take my words back here for a second. It's not very difficult to do a whole tail when the property isn't uh, moving ready. It's just much easier. Let's go with that. Yeah. Much, yeah. much easier, right? Again, if the property doesn't have a kitchen, Wholetailing, it's not necessarily going to be the best option unless you're just trying to find those investor buyers, right? Right. But the approach of doing it like you're doing where you fix them and sell them turnkey, they're going to sell faster. They're going to sell for more. Uh, but again, I would say that over the last couple of months, we've had some really good success with buying properties at a discount that didn't um, yeah. that didn't need full-blown rehabs. They, they kind oh, of would... do. But they're functional yeah. as they. Oh, I would, it. I would do that. I would do that. I would rather make a little bit less money, like in and not have any. You're doing good. Yeah, not have any any of that to deal with. I mean, I would rather be in and out of their property in two months 
Too then much. Spend like fifty thousand. Yeah, go and through eight, the you know, maybe five, and everything. six, seven months. Even. Yeah, six, seven exactly, months. exactly. I would much rather do that. I mean, we've we've done some of those. I'm trying to think. I don't think we've done any this year, but uh, maybe we've done like some wholesaling to investors, but not like sure. in your traditional sense. And for those that are to... new, wholesaling just simply means buying off the market and selling on. That's that's the simplest definition. Yep. Of exactly. a wholesale, you're buying it yeah. via wholesaling methods off the market, and you're selling it via retail yeah. methods. And it's yeah. just and then just cleaning it up. Property. Just yeah, clean it up, clean it out. Way, yeah, just make it like basically move and ready functional. Like but that, I have zero desire to go place a roof or do the windows oh, yeah. or do an HVAC yep. on a wholesale if they work. They may be dated. Yeah. They may need it, but right. you can move in today and maybe get a yep. couple years out of the out of it without yeah, having to do those. Yeah, we've done some. Of, we've done some of those where we said, hey. You know, typically we would sell this property for two hundred thousand dollars, but you know, and we tell our investors, and that's with the rehab. You're saying, yeah, just yeah, with the rehab and everything. So we'll sell for two hundred thousand dollars, but we say, all right, we're gonna sell you this property one hundred ninety, knowing that it needs, you know, a roof. Roof is fine right now. You know, it doesn't need anything for next three to five years. Three to five years, reducing the price just so that you get the value out of it, and then it's not fully updated. And they're happy with that. They feel like they're getting a discount. Instead of two hundred thousand, they're getting for one ninety or you know one eighty five or whatever. Then yeah, that's that's right. What I'm looking at right now in terms of like the best deals, my favorite deals. Like again, they're going to be harder to find. Inventory is already low, so they're going to be a little bit more harder to find. But I have to say, they are the easiest deals that make the most amount of money in terms of the amount of effort that you're taking. One hundred percent. And I'm yeah, yeah, I'm loving those. And it's it's also the amount of money and amount of time that you spend on it, it's going to be much less than doing a full rehab. Like, and then you're Absolutely. able to use, recycle your cash a lot more, you know, in a year than you would do with the rehab. So I agree with you. I mean, we just haven't had good luck finding those. We're negotiating one right now, uh, actually through MLS, believe it or not, that we're looking at. Um, and then we'll figure out a way to like do a whole deal to, our list of investors yeah and again don't get me wrong i'm still doing some fix and flips yeah we're still doing some burrs by all means but we've we've kind of pivoted and again we're, we're converting yeah. a motel we're doing a, we got our hands full of course but the favorite deal that i'm definitely looking at right now and looking yeah. to do more of is those wholetails okay uh, just yeah. because they're just it's easy and they're quick you know like you said two yeah. months typically is enough time to buy it clean it out clean it up get it on the market Deal with some of the, you know, buyers and all the issues that 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 may or may not bring, of course, and then getting it sold and making anywhere from thirty five to fifty thousand dollars on these flips without having to fix them. And when you sell it retail, when you sell it retail, I think the person that's buying, they also feel like they're getting a value. You know, because they are because we're giving we're not selling it to them at the high ARV. We're selling it to them at the at the current ARV or like, yep. you know, the, 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 as is type of a value. Yep. Right. But exactly. we're getting it obviously way, way yep. less than yep. that. I so. think that's where, that's, that's where if we can get some of those deals, I would love to get those, but just. We They're harder to get. Lucky. They are. They're hard, yep. definitely harder to get. It's some people do wholesales where they just do paint and carpet and that's fine yeah. too. You know, I'm not against those, doing yeah. those, but I prefer the ones where I just clean them out and clean them yeah. up. Yeah, we don't, don't have to do those, any like paint, flooring, just like yeah, minimal ACD stuff, but not going in and doing yeah. any of the major things like oh, yeah, yeah, the HVAC, yep, the yep. kitchens, the bath. Agreed. Yeah, so on and so forth. So, yep. well, Shroud, I want to respect your time, man. But before we wrap up, let's talk about uh, Resimply, man. I've been using Resimply exclusively for man, it's probably two and a half, three years now. 
I'm loving it. It is such an awesome platform. My team loves it. I know you guys have launched a ton of new things over the last, you know, couple quarters even. You guys got uh, seller websites. You guys got all all sorts of cool new features. Um, fill us in, man. What's uh, What are you seeing on your end, you know, as the owner and, you know, talking to a lot of the users that, you know, people are loving? Um. I think the, the number one thing is just having one software where they can really like number one thing where is, Hey, I'm able to just completely simply eliminate me for a bunch of different software. Like bunch that's of stuff. number one websites, yeah, number phone one, systems, yeah, yeah list know, stacking, all calling, stuff. texting, all that. Mm -hmm. I think that's the number one thing we hear. Um, which is, which is awesome. And I agree. Yeah. It, it is. Very yeah. I mean, nice. that was, that was the, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like last time when I moved to Carlsbad, that's kind of when we simply started. I used to live in Chicago. I moved to Carlsbad and I started looking at software. So back in like 2015, 16, I started looking at software that I needed for my business. And I'm a very simple guy. I needed something I could log in. Everybody in my team could log in and just kind of be there, just do everything. We didn't find anything. And that's when we started we simply. Um, but now, like, you know, we're, we're moving forward like next month. And I know you and I talked about this a few times. We're rolling out like disposition website. So you'll have That's your cool. buyer. Yeah. So you'll have websites. So you have your seller website. Now you'll also have your buyer website and they'll be fully integrated with, it's not just having buyer website. It'll be fully integrated with your lead. You can have people submit offers on those websites. On the site. That's sweet. On the site and it'll come right into your, your, uh, your lead. So that's kind of what we're working on. That's, that's coming next month. Just a couple of other minor updates, but the disposition is the biggest update. But um, like I, in my business, when I look at it, I don't use any other software, nothing. Man, that's amazing. Like every, everything is all within, like everything from my, my core caller, my lead, I mean, my lead management caller, the same person, but my project manager, managing all the rehabs, everything, my bookkeeper, my accountant, everybody's on recently. All that's, of it. That was, you guys, uh, everything. eliminate all the other softwares. Yeah, yeah. no Google Drive, simply. no Dropbox, nothing everything like from start to finish is there everything like we don't have any other subscription i mean we use i guess prop stream for list bank but uh we use it like when we need it yeah for um, comps and yeah. stuff like that but, yeah but regardless all the other softwares for emailing yeah. calling texting everything. storing photos everything. and documents e-signature seller e websites yep. you had mentioned that the dispo sites are coming soon to to be able to yep. market your deals and collect information and uh even accept offers or, or uh, yep. you know receive those offers doing the email one of one of the things that i've been using more and more is the ability to email out the buyers list and text blast out the buyers list you yeah, know with so deal notifications with the, hey i got this wholesale deal anybody interested before i list it on the mls yeah. two or three clicks and boom the whole list gets the email yeah it's with the disco awesome. it's going to be much simpler you just take the url of the website that you have and we simply say hey this is a new property check it out it just takes them to the listing page and you say hey just put your yeah, all of it's there. right there yep. yeah and it's just if you have and you can host your open house you can say hey we have an open house from this time to this time they can click attend open house and then it'll just everybody that shows interest will come right into your your lead your buyer's database so uh yeah i mean i that was the whole vision with the company was just log in should not need anything else and it feels pretty good to be able to get to the point where I absolutely no and you guys have a kick-ass mobile app too yeah yeah we have mobile a mobile app, app is too. great i use the yeah. mobile app daily 
Yeah, yeah, we're making some updates to driving per dollars, updates coming out next week, I think we're testing this week or then a couple of weeks mm-hmm. where you can upload multiple pictures and videos of a property as you oh, drive Oh, that's it. sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's so that sweet. and then a couple of other small things that'll be coming. So yeah, no, it's been, it's been really good, man. It's been, I think it's been very, been very grateful. I know you and I have talked about being grateful, um, you know, a lot. So I feel very grateful just for, to be in a position to, add value to other investors and you know you feel like you built something and i should say i like we as a company as a team have built something that's helping people be more successful i mean absolutely there's nothing more gratifying than that than you see you know people making more money and able to you know achieve their life dreams because of something that you're part of so that's that's been the most amazing Brad, i work with a ton of students and one of the main things i tell them is is that investing doesn't have to be hard or difficult unless you make it hard or difficult yeah you know um we can really really simplify investing um if we can focus on doing two things number one try to make ourselves more efficient right. and really more so than that is, is make ourselves more effective right being efficient yep. being effective are, are great things guess what guys and girls resimply is the tool that I'm constantly talking about that will make your business run more efficiently and make you and your time more effective by having less softwares, having all these tools all in one place um, and having the ability to collaborate with your team and really save money by not having 14 different subscriptions every month and just having the one. It is phenomenal. Like even in $99, we include driving for dollar, website, CRM, accounting, awesome. everything. Like just imagine if you had to, I mean, I'm not trying to sell anyone. Like I yeah, think yeah. the whole point is like use a system, you stick with it. It doesn't matter. Right. We've tried to just create a system that's very simple to use. You could literally use, like I use, I use this for my day to day, you know? Yeah, just like a notepad. notepad. I have right. a sti- yeah, I have a sticky note that I put in. This is what I need to get done with today. Yep. Well, and then it just keeps it super simple for me. It's effective. Yep. It's worked for me. Sorry, I don't know what happened to my video here. Oh, you're back. Yeah, there we go. No problem. But, uh, nope. yeah, sorry, something's going on. But, yeah, it's I mean, it works good. for me. Um, and then just keeps me, you know, keeps me in check with what I need to do. It's about, like you said, being effective, being efficient. And, you know, we, I believe we've created something that just as, you know, makes you a lot more effective and efficient. I think those are really good two words to describe what we're doing with recently. I love it, man. Sherrod, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, man. It feels good to be back podcasting. I know, It's been like nine or 10 months since I've done a podcast for the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Done a couple of the random ones, but for this show, it feels good to be back. I'm so happy that I got to connect with you, talk a little bit about interest rates and inventory and burrs and wholesales. And of course, ReSimply. Guys, check out ReSimply if you have not already. It is a phenomenal product all right it's a crm it's a marketing machine it's going to help you build your buyers list it has websites it has phone systems the ability to call text collaborate with team members all the above um guys check it out re-simply r-e-s-i-m-p-l-i.com and if you use forward slash dave you can get yourself a special bonus over there on that site as well i'll put that link in the show notes shroud any parting words for us brother good to see you man no, man, it's just really good to see you. It's like I always feel like so much like this feeling of positivity and then just like feel a lot more energetic talking to you. So I appreciate you having man, me on I the appreciate call, man. the kind words, yeah. man. Life is too short to to not I try know. to seize the day and and try to, you know, just really uh, 
grasp the moment and just yeah i've been reading a lot about you know a lot about philosophy last few weeks uh and i read this something i don't know which would it say life is life is long if you live it properly i love that yeah life is long if you live it properly so yeah that's what kind of i've been focusing on uh just yeah it's been it's been good man i've just been trying to be grateful about everything that's happening in my life and that's what it's all about you look good you sound good and uh, i'm happy to hear that you're back in california with some good Thank weather you. i know your i know your wife's going to be happy about that as well too due to the the weather but yeah all things great man mm. resimply is phenomenal like i said i've been using thank you, it man. for thank you. several years now and loving it so guys and girls if you are listening definitely check it out again that link is resimpli.com forward slash dave and uh, you are going to love it too Sharad. thank you for your time thank, thank you, you man. for coming on thank you for sharing insights about your business and you know the flipping and the economy and all these things and as always it is so great to get to connect with you my man thank you man thanks Signing off, guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.